Horatius Bonar, A Brief Biography Born on December 19, 1808, Horatius Bonar was one of eleven children of James Bonar and Marjorie Pyatt Maitland Bonar. For several generations, his ancestors had been ministers of the gospel. Bonar graduated from the University of Edinburgh, where Dr. Thomas Chalmers laid the foundation for solid learning, which continued through the years. This gave Bonar direction and strength during his most impressionable years. He was ordained in 1838 and accepted North Parish Kelso as his first parish. In addition to Dr. Chalmers, he allied himself with William C. Burns and Robert Murray McCheney as spiritual mentors and friends. As a young pastor, Bonar preached in villages and farmhouses throughout his district, for he saw evangelization in a different light from his other contemporaries. To him, Christ had to come first, not numbers of converts. In his house-to-house visitation, he proved himself as a comforter of the sorrowful and a guide for the confused. Colossians 3.23 was the verse he lived by, Whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men. In 1843, he joined the Free Church of Scotland after the disruption. The old church, with its civil service pastors, had failed to arouse the faith of the nation. This disruption was a schism in the Church of Scotland, where about 450 evangelical ministers broke away over an issue of the church's relationship with the state. There was disagreement about whether the church was sovereign within its own domain with Christ as head, or if the king was head. In this way, it was similar to the Lutheran Reformation. Those who left forfeited their livelihood, pulpits, and aid from the established church to found and finance a new national church from scratch. They needed to train clergy and form a new college, which opened in 1843 with Dr. Chalmers as the first principal. Most of the protest principles were conceded by Parliament by 1929, which paved the way for reunification. In 1843, Horatius Bonar married Jane Catherine Lundy. Together they had nine children, but five of them died before adulthood, three in infancy. One surviving daughter was later widowed with five children, so she moved back with her parents. Horatius said, God took five children from life some years ago, and he has given me another five to bring up for him in my old age. In 1851 he wrote, Man, His Religion, and His World because he was concerned that pastors were diluting the gospel to make it pleasant and easier to accept. He always contended for the truth and never neglected pastoral work and preaching. Horatius Bonar received an honorary degree of Doctor of Divinity from the University of Aberdeen and then visited Palestine on a mission to the Jews in 1856, which gave him the inspiration for the hymn, The Voice from Galilee, better known as I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. Revival had sprung up in Scotland while he was away, and he came back with a renewed interest in prophecy and a firm belief in the personal coming and reign of Jesus Christ. He did not believe that the world was getting better and civilization could save the world. Teachings of the coming of Christ, the tribulation, and the thousand-year reign had been lost, and the nineteenth-century preachers had to bring these doctrines back. Bonar spoke as a dying man to dying men, resulting in many conversions. He wrote the Kelso Tracts 
to warn the careless, to present salvation simply, and to edify the saints. The tracts had wide circulation in Scotland, England, and America. In 1867, Bonar moved to Edinburgh to take over Chalmers Memorial Church, and in 1883 he was elected moderator of the General Assembly of the Free Church of Scotland. Bonar continued to express his views in Prophetical Landmarks, 1847, and served as editor of the Quarterly Journal of Prophecy, 1848-1873, and the Christian Treasury, 1859-1879. He even wrote biographies of ministers like The Life of the Reverend John Milne of Perth and The Life and Works of the Reverend G. T. Dodds. Other books and tracts that bear his name are Night of Weeping, The Everlasting Righteousness, and How Shall I Go to God? Until his death, he warned about trends he saw creeping in and threatening the Christian church. In one of his last books, Our Ministry, How It Touches the Questions of the Age, he observed that man is now thinking out a Bible for himself, framing a religion in harmony with the development of liberal thought, constructing a worship on the principles of taste and culture, and shaping a God to suit the expanding aspirations of the age. Horatius Bonar is best known as the principal hymn writer of Scotland. He was called the Prince of Scottish Hymn Writers. As he worked with young people, he realized they lacked enthusiasm. Even though he lacked an ear for music, he knew familiar tunes and wrote new words to them for the children. His experiment worked, and the children became interested in the verses that were written for them personally. Because they were full of sound teaching, many adults loved to sing them also, and requested to use them in other churches. He always granted permission for any church to use his hymns as long as they did not change his words. He wrote more than six hundred hymns, and many hymn books carry these songs. Several are completely compiled from his hymns. The three volumes of Hymns of Faith and Hope contain a multitude of his hymns. While I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say and My Redeemer Liveth were two of the best known, he is largely remembered for his hymns that were based strongly on theology and doctrine, such as Done is the Work that Saves and no blood, no altar, now. He wrote of justification, sanctification, the second coming, and the exaltation of Christ. His hymns are childlike yet manly, hopeful but sympathetic. For many years they were mostly used by churches of other denominations, but not his own. The Free Church of Scotland was opposed to singing at worship anything but metrical psalms and paraphrases. Bonar believed life is a journey, not a home, a road, not a city of habitation. He stated that it is not the opinions that man needs, it is truth. It is not theology, it is God. It is not religion, it is Christ. It is not literature and science, but the knowledge of the free love of God in the gift of His only begotten Son. From the first day of his ministry until his last sermon, he closed with these words. In such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh.